Come on. The time is right. The time is now. Welcome to Lifeblood. Be well and welcome our guest, strong and powerful Devin Burke. Welcome, Devin. Thank you, George. Glad to be here with yeah, you. Yeah, excited to have you on. Devin is an international speaker. He's a best-selling author, a coach, and the founder of Sleep Science Academy. Devin, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do the quick version of a long story. <laughs> I uh, orig- originally was going to become a physical therapist. I uh, love helping people, love the human body. And I realized after a two and a half month backpack trip after college that that wasn't what I was passionate about. So that set me on a on a decade path of discovering well what was I passionate about, which turns out uh, really about helping people experience how good their bodies and minds are designed to feel, which led me all the way up to helping people sleep. <laughs> so I uh, studied a lot of different things uh, over. Literally the last decade from nutrition to mindset to all different types of healing modalities Um, And I was working with a client who had sleep issues and They asked me if I could help them with their sleep and at that time. I didn't know anything about sleep I thought sleep was a waste of time Uh, And I, I said well, let me let me do a little research. So I looked into you know the solutions that are available for people that have insomnia and sleep issues and I, I realized there was a massive opportunity massive need uh, so I started to study it and I started to uh, share with this client what I was learning and I was able to help him sleep and I said hey, well, hey if I can help one person sleep then uh, and get off sleeping medication then I, I can help a lot more people do the same thing so that zoomed all the way up to what I'm doing now which is you know helping people that are really struggling with insomnia and sleep challenges restore their natural ability to sleep. Uh, so that's professionally and personally. I just got a puppy, uh, a Doodle. Name's Thule. She's hanging out with me here. <laughs> nice. Um, and I'm a I'm an avid, you know, outdoorsman. I love to be on the water. I love to be hiking, camping, anything active and outdoors. Uh, count me in for that. Um, I, I just love to be outside and move my body. So, um, yeah. So that's that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, so you're going to be a physical therapist. You, you 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 go on this go on this trip. And you realize maybe that's not right. You say I'd really like to help people to to optimize and feel great and be healthy and have the best lives that they can. And you find sleep, and you think, well, sleep is boring. It's stupid. But then you realize, wow, it's 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 the exit. It's actually the opposite of that. And for some reason, we're not very good at it. Yeah, it's a massive problem. Uh, you know, 40 million Americans suffer from sleep challenges, and that number has exponentially grown since the you know the pandemic and more stress, and with the technology that's now invading our lives. Yeah, uh, you know, Netflix, these all these different opportunities we have to indulge in things that are not sleep related, that actually do the opposite of of help us get a good rest. It's it's challenging. And, you know, a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are looking for solutions for, you know, how, how do you, how do you retrain your mind and body to turn off? Because that's really what sleep, when we sleep, we, we do turn off in some aspects, but in some aspects, we're actually more um, 
our brain's more active in certain stages of sleep than it is when we're awake. So when we sleep, we are turning off, but a lot of things are actually turning on. And it's really important that we, you know, we prioritize and we protect it and we focus on it because it is the foundation of health. And when you're sleeping well, everything in your life gets better. You know, you think clearer, you're, you're just more emotionally stable, you have more energy, you're more productive, um, you're able to, you know, concentrate and focus better, you're just a happier person. And it really is uh, a foundation for, for a healthy, long, happy life. And so when people really get it dialed in, when they're prioritizing it, when they're, when they're doing the right things to help them get quality sleep, it really is a game changer. I, I found it in my own life to be a game changer and, and now you know, thousands of people that I've worked with, um, when they understand how to, how to really get the sleep that they need, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing what happens in their life. Yeah, well, I, 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 I certainly agree. So you said something really interesting. You said you're helping people restore their natural ability to sleep. So was was I born a essentially perfect sleeper for for me? You know, it's interesting. So there there's there's a whole study uh, in sleep science called chrono chronobiology, and essentially we all do have. You know, there's a lot of factors when we talk about sleep as far as you know, are we good sleepers? You know, how much is enough sleep? And there's a lot of factors that dictate that. One of them is your genetics. So some people are born, you know, with certain genetics that make them more challenging sleepers. Um, And then obviously uh, their nature and nurture kind of things that happen in life, stress, trauma, all all of the the life, uh, just going through life and being a human usually uh, can can change sleeping patterns. So a lot of times what happens is people that that have sleep issues, there's there's an event that happens. Usually it's a stressful event. Maybe they they got a divorce, they lose they lost someone they love. Um, it could be even from jet lag or even could be you know excitement. And they have a couple of nights of, of bad sleep. And then they start to get anxious about that. And then they can get stuck in this paradox of trying to force and control sleep, which is then what creates chronic insomnia. It's um, one of the biggest things that people don't understand is sleep is not something you can force and control. And trying to do so, you actually get less sleep uh, because you, you build all this expectation and all this pressure and all this anxiety around sleep. Uh, so it's, you know, so that yes, there are some people that are kind of born better sleepers, if you will, than, than other people. But re- really, it's a natural biological process that happens when we remove the barriers to it happening. So um, I'm, I'm thinking just about my personal life. I'm thinking about a lot of the challenges that we as Americans face. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do any of us get any sleep at all? You know, it's like I've got psychological issues I'm dealing with. I've got physical issues that I'm dealing with. I've got emotional issues that I'm dealing with. And I imagine that every single one of those is probably if there's if if if, if I'm dealing with with problems in those areas, that's probably chipping away at the quality of my sleep. A hundred percent. And 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 it's really important to to understand that. It's the way I look at sleep is everything you do in your life affects sleep, and sleep affects everything you do in your life. So you can't separate your day from your night or your night from your day. And oftentimes, our night is a reflection of our day. So if you think about the last time you had a really you know, stressful day or you know, something happened that you, you really were like, it was emotional and it was charged, chances are you're probably not gonna have the best night of sleep mm-hmm. unless you do things to counterbalance. Uh, and so, but we can learn to optimize the one third that we spend in bed 
so that the other two thirds are better. And the more we practice better habits during our day, the better our nights are, the better our nights are, the more able we're, we're able to practice better habits. So it's sort of this cyclical thing, this bi-directional relationship that happens. And it, it really is, it's, it's so important to, to look at these aspects that you're talking about. It's, you know, look at your emotional health, look at what's going on physically with, with, you know, your body. Um, look at your sleep environment. Are you, you know, is your room cold and dark? Do you, is it quiet? Is, 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 you know, so it's, there's a lot of factors when it comes to understanding how to improve sleep. I like to keep it really simple and I have a really simple framework that we, when we work with clients that we take them through and we always start with the mind. We always start with the mind, then we go to the body and then we go to the environment and what ha most people do is they start with their environment. So they, they start to, you know, change their, they get a new mattress, they get blackout shades, they start to, um, you know, uh, get new sheets. They do all these changes to their environment. And then when that doesn't improve their sleep the way that they think it's going to be, maybe they take supplements, sleep supplements, then they start to get some concerned. And then it's like, it's this, again, that, that forcing and controlling, trying to manipulate sleep can actually backfire and make your sleep worse. So you have to start with the, the mind and, and really understand how our mindset, um, the way that we handle stress, the way that we handle emotions, uh, that is such an important factor that is often overlooked by people just because it's not tangible. You, you know, you can't see your thoughts, you can't see your beliefs, um, and oftentimes people just don't have the the support they need to really process the the mental and emotional aspects that are that are keeping them up. Yeah, certainly very very human to uh, want to just focus on these symptoms, and I'm going to get a new mattress, and if that doesn't work, then I'm going to do this and do this, and you're sort of trying to hack your way to success when in fact you need to get down to the root causes, which live between your ears. Yeah, in most in most cases. Absolutely. And that's, you, you, I, I love that you said that. I mean, really it is address the root cause. If you, if you, if you just treat the symptoms with band-aids, as I call them, like, you know, sleeping medication or sleeping pills or, you know, manipulating your environment, you might get a temporarily, you know, some temporary relief, but that's usually at the cost of it continuing to be a challenge and an issue for you. Um, I, you know, what you suppress gets expressed and that's, that's, Usually, well, at least in, in, in my field and in, in helping the people the way that I help them, it gets expressed in their sleep so, so, right. or their inability to sleep, right? So, yeah. This is, uh, I mean, I want to talk about everything, but we obviously have, have a limited time and we're going to direct people to, to your work specifically and so they'll be able to, 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 to dig into it. It, if you were to say, okay, for somebody who is just interested in, in trying to get a better night's sleep, you, you sort of talked about the framework of thinking about your mind, your body, and then the environment. Um, how do you coach people up just in, in just a short amount of time that, 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 that we do have? What's, what's the best way to maximize that? Yeah. And, and so in, in order to really do pe the listeners service, I have to put people in three different buckets. Um, and, and this is, and, and this may, will make sense as I, as I share this with you. Yeah. So there are people that really have chronic sleep problems. They have trouble getting, staying asleep. It's a really big issue. They're on one side of the spectrum. Then there's this whole other giant 
section of the spectrum where it's people just don't prioritize and protect their sleep. They don't, they don't take care of themselves. They're not, um, they don't realize that they're not actually getting good sleep and that's the cause of their, their, you know, inability to focus or inability to lose weight. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, there's people that are like, biohackers and the people that are want to optimize their they sleep great but they want to sleep even better so depending on who i'm speaking to there's different set of um tips or advice for each of those buckets so george i want to ask you for for your listeners which which bucket would you like me to speak to let's let's talk about the folks in the middle okay i figure because that is the biggest bucket yeah (laughs) um so so starting with the mind how a great night of sleep starts as soon as you wake up. So what you do throughout your entire day is going to dictate whether or not you get great sleep that night. Um, so I, you know, starting with a morning ritual, starting, starting the day in a way that is, uh, not with a, a, an alarm blaring where you're rushing out the door. Literally, if you can start your day by getting outside and getting sun on your skin, that's going to help reset the circadian clock, which is one of the systems that controls sleep. And it's simple. You just, you know, when when you wake up, go outside, take a walk, get some sun on your skin if you can. If you live in a place where you can't do that, um, you know, they they make these lights that you can, you know, turn on that'll kind of give you the same effect. But that's really important to get sunlight first thing in the morning. Um, Going to bed and waking up at the same time is really, really important for high quality sleep. So especially waking up at the same time. Is, is really, really important for your mind to get into this rhythm of, okay, this is the time that I wake up. And a lot of, pe- a lot of times people, you know, have chaotic schedules, they have, you know, chaos in life, and it's, it's a real challenge for some people to kind of get in a consistent schedule, but that makes a massive difference. Um, having some type of mindfulness practice, this is benefits that whole spectrum, whatever bucket you're in, having a practice that brings awareness where you can start to become more present to your thoughts, to your emotions, um, you know, and having a time that you do that, whether that's in, in the morning or whether it's at any point in the day where you slow down enough to catch your breath and, and really just let things settle in and, and understand that you're not your thoughts and, and start to kind of check in emotionally and give yourself those breaks throughout the day is tremendous as far as being able to get and stay asleep at night. So I like to, to give the analogy. It's like, it's almost like we're a pressure cooker and throughout the day, all these little things happen and it's like the pressure is building up and the pressure is tension or you can call it stress, fear, doubt, worry, whatever you want to call it. And if we're not discharging that pressure, letting off the pressure valve throughout the day, and we wait all the way to the end of the end of the day, it's gonna be the pressure so built up that it takes so much to let let that release off to then allow our bodies to to be able to fall, do what they're designed to do, which is sleep. So if you throughout your day do things to release that pressure valve, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's meditating, whether it's um, praying, whether it's laughing, whether it's you know hugging your hugging your your spouse, playing with your pet, you know infusing your life with more fun. That mentally doing those things will make a massive difference. Massive difference at the end of the day. Uh, creating a bed buffer. So that means having some uh, transition from your day to your night is really important really important. A lot of people take their day and they bring their day into their night. 
and then they wonder why they can't sleep. So those are just, I mean, there's, there's so much and we, I can sure. talk for hours about <laughs> this uh, and I don't want to overwhelm people, but so for the mind bucket, there's, there's some, some things for the, for the body bucket. There's, th- this is a, a great, easy to remember sort of strategy, three, two, one sleep. So three hours before bed, stop eating. The reason we do that is because when we sleep, our body's repairing physically. It shouldn't be taking energy to digest our food. So if we eat too late at night, it gets in the way of delta deep sleep, which happens in the first quarter of the night. So three hours before bed, stop eating. Two hours before bed, stop working. Again, that's that bed buffer. Allow your mind and body to sort of start to wind down. And then one hour before bed, no screens. Really hard for most people. It's hard for me. Um, <laughs> sure. But when you do that three, two, one sleep, if you do it consistently, it makes a massive difference. Anything that you do for your health is also going to improve your sleep. I mean, that's a blanket statement, but it's true. That's really, really, really helpful. Lots of lots of really good stuff there. And I can just look. I, I, I can certainly see myself in in probably all of these if I do not let off a little bit of steam or pressure throughout the course of the day. I know that I have a history, uh, I've gotten a lot better at it, but I'll grab a beer or a couple of beers or some wine or whatever, and I imagine that's probably not optimal for my sleep. It is not. Yeah, unfortunately, because you know it is nice and, and it can be a nice relaxant, um, have a nice glass of wine or, or beer or whiskey or, or tequila, I'm a tequila guy. Um, yeah, it's not. I mean, it gets in the ray of REM sleep, which is where our minds repair. Our, and that's where short-term memory gets shuttled to long-term storage. That's where it's like emotional first aid, working out the day's traumas. Um, so it's, it's not ideal to manage your stress with alcohol. It's not ideal for your sleep. And also, you know, we at Sleep Science Academy, we deal with a lot of people that actually use alcohol as um, a sedative. And they become alcoholics because they can't sleep, and mm-hmm. they're using it to manage stress. And so there are much better ways of, of, you know, uh, not using alcohol, um, to you know, as more of a celebratory uh, beverage in moderation. And but if you get in the habit of of using it to your go-to tool to to relax your mind and body, your mind and body, then it can, it can become it can become dangerous. And there's there's so many other ways. To, to give you the same effect as a, as a glass of wine or a beer naturally, just, just from you know, manipulating your breath or um, moving your body and getting those endorphins or you know, jumping in a cold river, which uh, most people probably don't want to do. Um, <laughs> I think that I see, I, I can envision people rolling in their eyes that no, no Devin, a glass of wine is not the same as 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 as, as doing breathing exercises. Of course, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, I I I love it. And certainly, uh, if 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 we are putting some kind of a substance at the end of our day, then that 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 becomes our consistent schedule, and that's obviously a negative. And you talked how important it is to have that routine and schedule. Um, so I appreciate that very much. Well, Devin, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Once, once in a while, it's fine. No, don't, George. Sure. I, I'm, I, I love my red wine and my tequila, so don't. I'm, I'm you know, it's again, it's just you get in the habit of, totally. of kind of using it. Um, that's when it can be can become you know a problem. A little, we are, a little tricky. We're on the same page. Well, Devin, yeah. the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? 
Yeah, this is uh, this is really simple. I like to keep things simple. The the difference making tip is to accept whatever the night brings. This is it, it's no matter what bucket you're in, whether you're somebody who has chronic insomnia who's been struggling with sleep for years, whether you're somebody that has occasional sleep issues because you're you know you're just your life's hectic, or you're a high performer who's trying to optimize sleep. If you can just accept whatever the night brings, you're going to sleep better. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Devin, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Uh, SleepScienceAcademy.com. You can you can find us uh, at DevinBurke.com and all the social, you know, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that stuff. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Devin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to SleepScienceAcademy.com. Go to DevinBurke.com. Find them on social media as well, but just do not do it an hour before bedtime. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks again, Devin. I appreciate having me, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.